Welcome to this week's episode of the Warrior Way podcast. Uh, this was episode 20 with two senior warriors, Chris Harris and Jaden Fetrell. Both are really good dudes and we really enjoyed sitting down with them and learning a little bit about uh, their experience at Washington as well as what their plans are as they move into the next stage of their life. So Grant, what did you take from Chris and Jaden? Well, first off, are we really on episode 20? This is episode 20. That's awesome. So a uh, big shout out to us too. We'll pat on our backs here for making it to episode 20. But uh, for Jaden and Chris, yeah, it was a lot of fun just getting to know them. Um, obviously, they're two well-known guys in this building. Uh, so it was fun just sitting down, hearing them share their whole experience as Washington. Uh, Jane talked a little bit about the Spanish immersion program that he went through, which was really interesting. I know for both of us, never being kind of exposed, hearing about it with all of that. Um, but And then also the draft was a lot of fun too. And I think the listeners will decide very quickly that I won it hands down. They'll decide very quickly that you lost that draft. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and it, the time really flew by. We didn't get to some of the topics we wanted to get to. I know Chris wanted to talk about our freshman basketball team that he got to be a part of, as well as Jaden. Uh, we just didn't have time, so hopefully we can get those guys back. But it was it was really fun to catch up with them. We see them in the hallways, but actually getting to sit down for 30, 40 minutes was a treat for us. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of The Warrior Way. Welcome to another episode of the Warrior Way podcast. Uh, this is episode 20, and we are joined today with two warriors, uh, Chris Harris and Jaden Fetrell. Guys, thanks so much for being here this morning. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, opportunity's great to have me here. So, um, senior year, how does it feel to be seniors? How does it feel to be seniors in a year that's unlike any other? Uh, Weird. It's crazy. Man. Weird. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's been an experience, to say the least. <laughs> no doubt. What have been the... Um, you know, the ups and downs thus far, and how do you hope that we finish out this school year? Well, the ups, I'd say, like, schoolwork-wise, there's more, like, leniency towards us, but then the downs, obviously, we don't get a school dance, homecoming wasn't normal, we don't know if there's a prom, there's just so many question marks up in the air, so. Yep, and you guys are both student council members, right? I am, he's yeah, not. Yeah, he Okay, mm-hmm. Jaden, you're involved in plenty of things, you don't yeah, need to <laughs> too. I got my plate full. <laughs> okay, so for the listeners that don't know you guys as well as I do, um, you know, what have you, what are you involved in, what have you been involved in while you've been at Washington, and what are some things you'd like people to know about you individually? Well, at Washington I've been involved in, I played on the football team, um, I've been a part of the baseball program, and uh, in my freshman year, I was part of the, the basketball program as well, uh, as part of powerlifting, powerlifting club, um, collision, which is a Christian, you know, movement here at Washington, um, student ambassadors, which you know help, helps get to get new students acclimated to their transition here at Washington, as well as uh, some uh, student mentoring, peer tutoring, as well as you know freshman tutoring with uh, Dr. Novak on the Freshman Academy. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been pretty easy being involved in all that stuff. I mean, most of the advisors and stuff have been pretty, pretty awesome about helping you along the way and all that good stuff, so. Yeah, and Chris, before you get into it, I wanna, I wanna um, just speak on a little bit of what you just said is that it's easy to get involved. And one thing in my experience and what you know we've seen is that students, even though there's so many clubs and activities and areas to get involved in, for some reason, something holds them back and there's not that trigger being pulled as I want to get involved or I'm actually going to show up to something. How would you encourage students um, who are maybe just unwilling to take that leap to just go out and just try and show up for something? I think if you 
in any way contemplating or worried about, you know, will I have time? Is it going to be an option that's flexible? Go out for it. Do, you know, get involved. Because I guarantee you with the teachers and the, you know, the, the leaders of the presidents of the clubs, whatever, whatever it is you want to get involved in, I guarantee you they're going to be flexible and worked with your schedule because, I mean, I'm probably one of those most busy guys here at Washington, and <laughs> being that I'm, you know, involved in all that stuff, all the teachers and, you know, the, the leaders in those groups have, you know, given me that opportunity to work with them, work with their schedule, see, you know, what fits best. And even if you, even if you can't do a lot, you can't, you know, help out in a great way, even just doing a little bit is is outstanding for you know morale and just it helps take away the you know the idea of you know school is just blah it's just you just come here to learn do your work and leave like mm-hmm. there's so many different aspects to school that you should you know get involved in and, and learn about because I mean it, it just makes high school a lot more fun <laughs> yeah and like you said I think that you know like when I sit there every year and I watch you know you guys be on the the homecoming video where you do your you know, John Harris Elementary, Patrick Henry, and then what everything you've been involved in. Like you said, you don't need to be involved in 20 things. Yeah. If you just get involved in one thing and commit to that thing wholeheartedly, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, what have you been involved in? Yep. Uh, freshman year, I was on the basketball team. I've been on the tennis team since seventh grade, uh, Renaissance Committee, and then Student Council. And to piggyback on what he said, like, if I went to Vranout for student council, I probably wouldn't have, like, close friends like I do today. Like, in these clubs are where you find your friends. And then, like, when you think of Washington High School, like, for me, I don't think of coming to school every day. I just think of there's more to it. Coming to games, coming to these meetings for student council, or going to practice, playing my matches. It's just, it's more than just going to school. And for those of the listeners that don't know, Chris has been the student section super fan. Uh, <laughs> he's taken on the challenge that was held by so many, Carter Keller, notably. Who who rides a, or or drives a better roller coaster? You or or do you think anybody matches up to you? No, Chris is crazy coaster. It's something else. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. What are both of your guys' plans for next year? Just for every, so everybody knows. Yeah, I plan to attend the University of North Dakota to uh, study biology and Spanish and uh, play some football. Uh, I'm either going to go to UNL, U of M, Creighton, or if I play tennis, I'll go to Augie. So. Cool. So yeah. got your op- or options open, huh? Mm-hmm. Cool. How would you guys summarize your Washington High School experience? And going along with that, what have been the most memorable parts while being here? It's a loaded question. Yeah, right yeah. There. <laughs> right, there are so many directions I could take that. But mm-hmm. um, my Washington experience has been nothing short of amazing. I mean, the, the people... The, you know, the community has just been outstanding. I, I feel like, you know, one of the big things in my college recruiting process was, you know, getting a, that Washington, you know, feel, that the feel of a family. I mean, that's the, really the only way you can put it is, you know, people that you don't even really know just sort of having your back because, you know, we all, we're all warriors. We all have that good, you know, that good heart. And, I mean, some of the most memorable parts, I mean, being on the on the football team, as you know, as a, as on the varsity team as a freshman, getting to you know win a state championship, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing yeah. not feeling quite like it. I mean that that was that was truly you know something else. And I mean even uh, my junior year when we had that uh, the playoff game against Lincoln that we won, no one uh, thought we were gonna win. That was a playoff we, I mean, game. That was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like no one thought we were gonna win, but we went out and won. And like 
the the student support was amazing. I mean, we weren't one of the best teams by by any means, but the amount of support that we had from our students there, regardless of you know what our record was, it was. It was it was just truly amazing. It was awesome. It's always a joy to beat Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Always a joy. <laughs> yeah. Chris, what, what about you? Well, for me, it's kind of ironic because some of my favorite experiences at WHS have just been, like, outside of Washington. Like, traveling for, let's say, tennis or basketball or when we went to Florida for student council. There's just been so many memories that I've made, like, with the people from Washington outside of Washington. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it is for me, just, like, the experiences with others from the school. And I think that's what we hope, you know, students will experience is that their experience at Washington doesn't stay mm-hmm. only while they're in the building. It takes, you know, into their next chapter, whatever that is, those experiences go with them and gives them confidence that they're ready for that next step, that you're ready to go to UND and you're ready for whatever college you choose, that mm-hmm. this place has prepared you for that. So what have been a couple of your favorite classes while you've been here at Washington, and what are who are a couple of teachers that you want to give a shout out to? I'll start. My favorite class, it was my most torturous class, but it was my favorite class. It was the bald-headed man down in the A-wing who taught AP U.S. History, Mr. Stahlberg, A-push. That class was brutal. He put me through the trenches, and just it was a very hard class, but at the end of the day, he prepared me well for the AP exam, and I did pretty well. And he he is my probably my favorite teacher here at Washington. Okay, so let's let's stay on Stahlberg for a second. <laughs> is he uh, is he uh, does he push you harder in the classroom, Chris, or in the weight room, Jaden? I feel like, well, he he picked on both of us. We were in the same class, and nah, dude, I, I think he got it worse on the, the football field. Yeah, the weight room—that's a different Stahlberg. Yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> Yeah, in the classroom, you see him. I mean, he he pushes you, he gets after you, but yeah. that weight room Stahlberg's a whole a whole different beast. <laughs> he enters there and it's like it's game time. <laughs> it, it, He's in his element. Yeah, he, yeah, he I mean that <laughs> Stahlberg in lifting goat like you know peanut butter. And <laughs> that, that, that guy he yeah. probably eats weights for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he drinks. He carries around Hulk juice in his milk yes. jug. Oh, you know, not yeah. anymore, but yeah. for a stretch there it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jaden, what have been a couple of your favorite classes? I mean, you know, it's only fitting, being that I'm going to be a biology major. I really enjoyed taking the AP bio class because, I mean, as a freshman, I just sort of jumped straight into accelerated chemistry, and so I didn't really get the chance to, you know, have that freshman bio experience. So getting to be able to take that AP bio class and sort of learn all those, you know, different, you know, classifications of animals and, like, the different structures and everything, I, I kind of enjoyed that. I mean, it wasn't necessarily the easiest class or, you know, the most exciting some days just because of lecture but that's how the way it is sometimes when you gotta take in all that knowledge so yeah I really enjoyed that and you know Mrs. Simmons is now retired but uh I really enjoyed her as a teacher she she was uh she was a she was a quiet but yet she's still you know so kind and awesome to me I mean and also I've had you know great experience with some teachers that I haven't even had in class and that I mean I think that's just sort of a testament to Washington like (laughs) you don't even have to have class with some of these teachers and get to know like um Ironically, uh, Mr. Schaefer's actually played soccer with my cousin in high school, <laughs> and so that's sort of how our you know relationship started off. But after that, you know, getting to know his his now wife before when she was just Miss um, Larson, those two have really you know been an awesome you know yep. sort of support system here at school for me. And same, sure. same with you know, me too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where when that's you awesome. get one, you get the other. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's a package deal for sure. <laughs>
Uh, you guys have kind of alluded to it throughout your conversation so far, but in your mind, what separates Washington from the rest? I mean, I think family. Like, I, I as a freshman, I actually, um, being a Spanish immersion, like going to Washington, I had to go to Lincoln for a class every day. And so, I mean, you really get to see, you know, the comparison between high schools and you know nothing against Lincoln because it's an outstanding school and you know their you know academic prowess shows mm-hmm. absolutely but it's just a different feeling in Washington like it's just like you just sort of feel the you know the the warmth when you walk in you walk in the door and in the halls like you, you know you don't you know you see people and you don't even know and they just sort of smile at you hey you know how's your day going you know good to see you Whereas, you know, other schools, you may just be in the hallway just, you know, going to class and other face in the hallway to some, some of these, uh, you know, administrators, whatever. But at Washington, like, even, you know, straight from the principal down, it's yeah. always, you know, hey, how's it going? You know, hey, how's your day? You know, is it you got a big test coming up? Whatever. But yeah. I think that's really true, just camaraderie. There's just the sense of togetherness at Washington. Like, it feels like we're all one, whereas I haven't been to Lincoln like he has, but I just feel like there's just some there's just a different vibe at our school like you can talk to any teacher at any time even if you don't know them and they'll still find a way to help you regardless right mm-hmm. and I think that's something that we really try to instill and make sure that the freshmen feel when they come in the in the, the building for the first time in that first year or two Jaden let's just talk about Spanish immersion for a little bit right now mm-hmm. um, describe that program because I want to learn as well and I think mm-hmm. the listeners would too what does that program look like? And for the person who's never heard of Spanish Immersion, what do they need to know? Spanish Immersion, man, it was it was sort of a, an awesome experience for me, but also at the same time, I, you know, I didn't really get to choose because I was, you know, such a little kid when it happened. And I mean, it it starts, you know, kindergarten. You're not there's no there's no talking in English and slowly so you know sort of putting Spanish. You're immersed. Like you, the first day you walk <laughs> into class, it's Spanish straight to your face. <laughs> And you're just sort of like, you know, what what's going on? <laughs> I'm, well, I mean, I, I've learned English my entire life up until now, and so I mean, it's a really cool experience because I mean, as as kids, our brains just soak up so much more information. They're like sponges, and uh, and so I mean, I walked in there, and you know, knowing no better, just you know, sort of started taking class in Spanish, and I mean, it, it's kind of it's kind of hilarious because. Uh, you know, we learned uh, math and Spanish, science and Spanish, literally all your core classes in Spanish. And so I didn't even know what a sum was until <laughs> sixth grade. <laughs> and so I was in, you know, accelerated math class at Edison. And, and they're like, all right, define the sum of this. And I'm like, what, um, what's, what's, what's a sum? <laughs> and so all these kids are looking at me like, in Espanol. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's this dude that doesn't know what I'm saying? Who's, who's this guy? Is he supposed to be in here? Is it, this is an accelerated math class. And I mean, you know, especially because all those, you know, Challenge Center kids are funneled into Edison. They're, then they're, you know, it's, they're, they're like, oh, wow, this guy's, you know, something else. But uh, Spanish immersion, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's a crazy idea, and it's just, it works so well. I mean, I like, there are plenty of kids who, you know, throughout the years just sort of, fell out of it because maybe their, you know, brain didn't take to it or they didn't, you know, put enough effort in or whatever the reason may be. They sort of fell out of it and, you know, just went into regular schooling or whatever it may be. But, I mean, for those that, you know, have seen it all the way through, it's an outstanding experience. And it's a crazy, you know, sort of thing to think. Like when I go to um, Inca's, uh, 
uh, you know, Aztec, like, Hispanic restaurant here in town. Like, I don't know the owner because since I was, like, six years old, I'd come in there and speak Spanish with him <laughs> in order, you know. That's so cool. And, and like, like, you know, and you don't think that this, you know, little little gringo white boy is going to have, you know, this, <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, yeah. this uh, Spanish accent. And so it's kind of cool to see the look on people's faces. They're like, yeah. Or, you know, you're in the supermarket, you know, walking around and maybe it's Hispanic families walking around talking in Spanish and sometimes you can catch them, you know, talking about you or something and you'd be like, hmm, <laughs> interesting. And the, the, the look on their face, it's, it's, it's awesome. So what was the first year you took Spanish? It's kindergarten. Like, because I, I, Rosa Parks was the original, I was the first class of Spanish immersion. So um, at Rosa Parks, kindergarten, straight, walked in Spanish all day. And uh, I think third grade was the first time we introduced, like, English, like, like language arts. Like, we actually had 45 minutes of English class every day just because we didn't have that. It was just straight Spanish. So it was almost kind of like a reverse integration. Because at Rosa Parks, it was like a world language or like a global studies school. So we would have, like, um, global fairs and, like, all that stuff. But, you know, the regular kids would have, like, 45 minutes of Spanish every day. Whereas we would be Spanish all day, and then starting third grade, we'd have 45 minutes. Fourth grade, I think it was an hour, and then fifth grade was like hour 15. And so I started integrating that. It was, it was, it was kind of a cool experience because, you know, you're in Spanish every day, and then, you know, finally you get a little break to talk in English. But <laughs> That's so cool because my, my wife and I have talked about how cool it would be to put, have our daughter do something mm-hmm. like that. And I always bring up Jaden Fetrell as the example. <laughs> <term>, so <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so now I'd like you to go back, say all of that, but now in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you really wanted me to, I could, but I think we'd be here a little bit longer than you. He did an interview oh, yeah. on Midco in Spanish, actually. Does yeah. it really? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. one, like, they came to practice, right? Yeah, for, uh, oh, for like, yes. the fall uh, preview for football. They had me um, They had me say how I thought the season was going to go in Spanish. <laughs> yes. So, well, cool. this is a plug for that YouTube uh, Midco episode. Go, go look for it. Yeah. Now they have the uh, the Sonia Sotomayor like immersion school, and actually, if you uh, if you ever have the chance out on the playground, you can uh, go and find my name engraved oh. on the on the bricks from the from the first class among you know some like sponsors from you know like other banks and everything. But the, cl- the first class of Spanish American that's, that's really cool. I got yeah. my name. I'm gonna go find that. <laughs> Take yeah. a picture and put it on the gram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so one thing we always want to get to is talking about the circle of courage um, with our guests. So we're going to start off with belonging, and I just want to ask you guys how, like you've spoke about already, WHS has really made you feel like a family. Um, and what have you done to immerse yourself? No, that didn't <laughs> no try to. Yeah, what have you done to try to immerse yourself in all that WHS has to offer? Well, I I'm going to start with I'm going to go all the way back to seventh grade year. That's when I first like joined the tennis team because. There's no middle school tennis, so you go straight to high school. And the guys on the team were just so friendly, and they brought me in. And then by the time I got to high school, I already knew people at Washington. And so I just felt comfortable there because I belonged. And then those people that I knew encouraged me to go out for student council, and that's what I did. And it's, it was probably one of the best, uh, best things that I've done here at Washington. Yeah, that's cool. And because uh, not a lot of people have that early mm-hmm. experience as a seventh grader to get integrated into mm-hmm. WHS so soon. Yeah, I basically had the floaties on. Yeah. <laughs> well, some people just got thrown into high school. So <laughs> yeah. Who were some of the first like names that you can recall that really started getting you into WHS culture? Um, Elliot Hartwig, 
he was our number one when I was a seventh grader and an eighth grader. And I played doubles with him my eighth grade year. And all his friends would come to his matches. So um, who was his friends? Like, uh, who's on the basketball team? I don't even remember his friends. But, like, all the, it's been so long. Yeah. Eighth, all of his friends who were seniors when I was eighth grade, like, knew who I was. And then, like, the girls' team, like Sadie Goodhope and some of those girls, they – I was the team manager when I was a freshman, so I knew them, and that helped me a lot. So they kind of just kind of paved a path for me to go down and led the way, and then we're gone after a year, but they helped a lot. So Yeah, and, and that year really prepped you, and, and you felt so comfortable mm -hmm. after that year, I'm guessing. Yeah, and then even now, we went to Nashville for a mission trip going into my junior year, and Carter Keller, he was, he was kind of like my my role model. For Your that predecessor. Yeah, he... he <laughs> Me and him, uh, we were kind of mischievous on the trip. Like, we kind of messed around, but at the same time, we did what we were supposed to do. But he, he was a really good influence, and I still text him today and still keep up with him. He, he's a really good guy. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah he is. Jaden, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I think as a seventh grader, my brother, you know, was a senior on the, on the football team. And so, uh, you know, getting to sort of watch them, you know, go from – this sort of downslide in uh in you know warrior history because I mean we we held the you know national title for uh, you know state championships and we just hadn't you know done very well in the past few years his you know sophomore and junior year and so I got to you know watch him go all the way to state championship and then after that a three peat but you know I think my brother sort of just sort of laid the groundwork for me I mean that just the having the federal name sort of in there. And I, no, you know, no disrespect to my sister because she's outstanding student here, and she, you know, <laughs> she was she was a great student. She got involved with all sorts of good stuff, but uh, you know, just that football team is just sort of a different, you know, aura around it. And I think my brother getting, you know, getting in here, getting my, you know that name out there. So when I did come in and was on the varsity team as a freshman, people were like, "Oh, this is this is Fetty's little brother." And they just sort of, you know, accepted me because they're like, hey, you know, he's part of the family. He's, our, you know, our brother, too. And, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm sure maybe my brother's like, hey, you take care of my brother. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll come after your head. But at the same time, like, like, like people like, you know, Brock Walker and Seth Benson, those, you know, outstanding athletes were just such, you know, outstanding people to me that, you know, it, it was just like once I got in here and I learned how they did it, then I could, you know, as I go on and become, you know, more of a leader, apply those, you know, things that they taught me as, the, you know, that little tiny freshman to, you know, my leadership skills, not even just, you know, contained to high school, but even, you know, take it on with the rest of my life. So I think, you know, just sort of bringing me into that, you know, into the fold. And I remember uh, so well after the championship game on uh, my freshman year, we were in uh, Brock Walker's basement, and I was with, I think I was with Will Farniak and, uh, you know, Seth Benson. We were just chilling on the couch, and I was the only freshman, and we were just eating, you know, straight out of a box of cheeses, talking <laughs> about football, yeah. and I just I just felt, you know, on top of the world, but um, I think, I think that, yeah, that's really just awesome how they just sort of accept you regardless of, you know, how old you are, you know. How mature yeah. you are. <laughs> I think you, uh, your class especially, came in on that team was that was uh, a very unique and special group. We got you know? really, really lucky with the seniors we had freshmen. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they really welcomed us. It wasn't like a oh, freshman. Yeah, they did that, but like they were very welcoming, truly genuine. Yep. So we got now, really lucky. That group 
just gave this building a whole different feeling with the way that they treated people mm -hmm. and the way they made people feel welcome. You know, the, the, the extents they went to to reach out and, you know, you, like you said, Fetty, I mean, think of the talent that was in that group athletically, but as people, they were just such <laughs> phenomenal people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that extends so much further than ath athletics ever will. Even today, they still, I mean, I still talk to UD, I still talk to Brock sometimes, and yeah, yeah. they still keep up. I mean, it's so awesome how they still care. Like, I, I mean, I, you know, I ran, you know, especially with COVID, <laughs> coming home. So, I mean, I got to see these guys. Like, I got to see Brock and UD and, you know, all those guys. It's like, you know, it's like yeah, they never left. It's like I'm still that freshman. I'm like, hey, guys. You know, I may be a little bit bigger, but. <laughs> I do have one question about that. How do those guys feel that your arms are bigger than their arms? <laughs> that, you know, no, it, it's, it's hilarious because uh, I went axe throwing because, um, you know, I'm I'm dating Ellie Walker. Yeah, you know, yeah. Walker's little sister. Uh, but we went axe throwing, and uh, I walked in, the, and, and you know, UD's in there, and they're both in their flannels, you know, cowboy boots. So I mean, I got the memo. I was dressed, you know, dressed for the occasion. But they're like, you know, so how much you weigh? I'm like, I'm like, oh. <laughs> they're kind of sizing you up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, don't worry about me. <laughs> I'm still, I'm just a freshman, Jason. <laughs> That's funny. All right, generosity. Yeah, generosity. So how have you seen generosity on display at Washington, and, and how have you also tried to be generous with time while you guys have been here? Um, I'd just say the different kind of drives that we do for student council and, like, giving back. Uh, like, most recently, we did, like, a big food drive for student council, and we, all the food was in Chrissy's room, and I kid you not, like, half the room was filled with food for kids that, like, couldn't eat over Christmas, especially this year, too. It's it's important to give back because that's a big thing at Washington is just giving back to the community that you grew up in. So Yeah, and I think that, you know, when you speak on generosity, um, it's just something that comes natural to people mm -hmm. that, you know, are involved at WHS. It's just what we do. You know, it's nothing out of the ordinary. It just becomes ingrained that, hey, this is how you treat people and this is how you go out of your way to help them. So... And I, and I also think on top of that, when we get down to independence, you know, through that generosity, we're trying to allow people to feel confident in being independent and making their own decisions, you know. So how has WHS, like, helped you guys, you know, feel um, the ability to make those independent decisions and be confident in taking some risk as you move toward the next step of your careers or your lives in general? Yeah, I think, you know, the counseling staff that we have here, outstanding like 100 top tier yeah. man like all of these, them all of them like I, I i mean obviously you know you get your counselor assigned to you mrs witt outstanding she's helped me so much with my uh high school career and classes and stuff but even like mr mcdonald you know mr siebert like guys that i you know really couldn't really need or want to have you know a relationship with have just you know gone out of their way to you know hey you know how's it going like like and i got to work with mr sieber on like you know this uh champions of character you know character on track character counts uh program and chris has got to as well yeah and i mean he's just been outstanding and it's like i mean you know they give you that you know that independence say you know here the, this is what i think you should take but you know what do you think and so you know it's your voice is kind of heard for almost the first time as a, when it comes to school work and it, they sort of prepare you for that uh that decision in college when it gets to you know deciding your major and, and what classes you're going to take it's like well, I mean, I've done this before, so okay. Um, this is this is what I like. This is what I want to do, and so it's like they they have like a protective blanket over you, 
but they sort of let you, you know, lean off the edge a little bit, say, hey, I can see what's down there. Yeah. And so, they and they do a really nice job of, as they get to know you as a person, they peel that blanket off a little mm-hmm. bit and they kind of start to let you do your own thing and then say like, hey, remember, I'm here if you need me, but I don't yeah. think you need me as yeah. much yeah. as you used it's to. It's always like, you can do this and you can do this, and that's, they always say, but what do you think? It's like they, they let you make the decision. They're yeah. not making the decisions for us. Which is nice. It's like they're, you know, studying you on your on your bike for the first time, and you, you're like, sort of look back, and they're gone, and you're like, yep. oh, hey. man, I gotta get going. <laughs> <laughs> you, you still back there? <laughs> uh, and then the last pillar, mastery. What has been the biggest challenge you face that has made you work towards mastering that challenge? I'm gonna go back to a push. That class, <laughs> that class was like Mount Everest. Had to climb up it twice and a half, and it was just a lot of work, but it was like good for me. It really. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It really duplicated a college class. And I think that was very important because it helped me not really slack off and it just kept me on track for getting ready for next year. And I'd say that class was probably what I'd say mastered my time here because it was probably the peak of my high school of hardness, if I can look for the right word. (laughs) I mean, I think... I think when it comes to classes, the biggest challenge has probably been AP Calc this year. And I mean, you know, schools come pretty easily to me about, you know, just sort of being able to retain information and apply it to whatever I'm doing. Yeah, he cheats. He has a, what is it, photo... Photogenic memory, <laughs> photographic, photographic. Memory. I don't, I don't think I, 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 I this, this <laughs> isn't confirmed. I think you know, I just have a really good memory. So I mean, I, I, I get by. But with with AP calculus, like I have had to sit down and study and go through problems and make sure that what I'm doing is right and I'm doing it the right way. Because I mean, the the amount of formulas and you know different, um, you know, different ways you can solve the problem because there are like 15 ways you can get to the right answer and if you don't use the right way then you lose like half your points so I think you know sitting down and being able to actually like okay I have to do this this and this wait I have to do it this way okay uh. and so you gotta you know sort of train yourself to think of it abstractly and be like what are they saying in the question that's gonna help me know the way I need to go and so I think that's you know it really is an AP you know college level class it helps you you know prepare yourself for those different, you know, conceptual ways of thinking. And who's your teacher for that? Uh, Mr. Weber. He's, uh, a, he's uh, uh, it's actually kind of ironic because uh, growing up he was uh, one of my neighbors. <laughs> so, I mean, he's, I mean he's, a, he's a big runner. So, I mean, you used to see him running through the neighborhood and my mom was like, oh, hey, there's Mr. Weber. And, you know, you don't think of it much until you get to class. Now uh, you're trying to uh, run from him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get, you get to high school and you're like, well, I mean, this is, this is the guy that's been running around my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's been there the whole time, just prepping yeah, for he's his like, calc he's, class. Like, he's like sending calc waves. I'll see you some vibes, yeah. All right, we better get to our draft. So today's draft is uh, we are going to draft our top five favorite college football players of all time. Everybody's getting their lists out. Yeah. Oh, you're on ble- Bleacher Report. That's cheating. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So we always let our guests go first. So you guys decide who's going with going first between you, you two. Go first. We'll go through. We'll snake it. Okay. Yeah. I get two picks. Come back to the top. Everybody well, gets five picks. 
Number one draft pick, Chris Harris, who are you I, taking? I knew – I just learned that Skelton's a Michigan fan, so I feel like I'm going to take one of his picks. Uh, first pick, I'm also a Michigan fan, Charles Woodson. Oh, it's right here one. on his phone, Charles <laughs> Woodson. That's right, because I figured you were going to, so I have a backup. Okay. Uh, all right, so, so my next – all right. Uh, I think for my first pick, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a sleeper pick. It's a sleeper pick for sure. I'm gonna go with Vince Young. Vince Young. Okay, that's Vince a good Young. pick. That is yeah, a good pick. A good pick. He, he, in, co- in college, he was, he was, he was, he was bopping yeah. off, man. I was worried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you right. can't yell at me for being a Bleacher Reporter when you're on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not actually on the website. I took pictures. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, my first pick is gonna be Desmond Howard. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. He was on the list too, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's that's okay. All right, uh, my first pick with. Uh, Almost 10,000 passing yards, 3,000 rushing yards, 145 total TDs. Tim Tebow. Uh, I saw that, uh, that, that, that was my other one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I knew that was, was going to be. All right, Tim Tebow first. Huh? My second pick, uh, 3,100 rushing yards, 1,300 receiving yards, 6,600 all-purpose yards. USC 2005. Reggie Bush. Dang it, that was mine. I knew I was going to get some with that. This is why I put so many names on my list, because I know there's so many popular ones. My second pick is going to be Braylon Edwards. Good pick. Who is Braylon Edwards? Michigan receiver. Yeah, stud. Yeah. Nobody knows all these Michigan guys. (laughs) You two are the only ones. I know that he's probably one of the greatest of all time, but you can't just keep going this Michigan route. (laughs) Did you literally type in top Michigan players of all time? No, I just typed in the top football players of all time. It just happens to be two Michigan. Why are all the pictures scrolling on your phone Michigan players? Just a coincidence. They're all good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jaden. All right, I'm next. All right. So with my next pick, I'm going to have to go with University of Miami, best return man of all time, oh. Devin Hester. Yeah. Good pick. That's oh, legit. Yeah, pick. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. legit. 99 speed on Madden, I was always. Oh, yeah. And then you could never return the punt on Madden, though. Like, yeah, because you, you, you know, know what they get to right here, and you're like, well, oh. I mean, you can't juke like Devin Hester does in I real know. life. I know. <laughs> uh. Well, Chris, you get two. With being a Michigan fan, I'm also a Lions fan, so I'm going to take Barry Sanders from Oklahoma State. Oh, he was good in college. so it's legit. Yep. Yeah. And then this one's kind of a, a more recent one. I just had to do it because he's he was very swaggy in college. Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, was, I was going for that one, too. You can't hate on Johnny Football. I it's surreal. I mean, oh. you know, his career has gone downhill, but I mean, it's prime. It's prime. Yeah. That, that, co- that Johnny football about man. college, man. To 2012, he was yeah. all the rage. Oh, he yeah. Beat, he, beat, he beat Bama. That's what matters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he was the one who got me into that Adidas football sleeve. Oh, yeah. I, that's what I was like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because he had the, the half sleeve on one side, and the other was like, oh, man. He was he – was, he was, You know, you bring that up. Uh, actually, the other day, I, te- I co-teach with Stahlberg, mm-hmm. you know, and he was telling us how he in college decided to wear his, uh, you know, bicep little – bicep bands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To, he was a big rock, the Rock fan, so all oh of a sudden God. he saw the Rock wear them saw, in Gridiron Gang, yeah. and decided to wear those. There's another Stahlberg plug. All right, Scout, what do you got? Oh, me? Yeah. you okay. get. Yep, you get. Okay, uh, this is a more recent one. I mean, I remember watching these guys, uh, these make his mixtapes. You know, if they had N one mixtape for football, this this he was the king of N one mixtapes, out of West Virginia. Tavon Austin. Yeah. Yep. That man. He was good. He was All insane. Oh, my god. I remember. Gosh. I was a little kid watching those <laughs> oh. YouTube videos. Yeah, the, the, so the, um, the remember the name, Fort Minor. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is 10%. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, I just realized, too, NCAA football's back. Yes. yes. 
Yes. You might. I'm you a be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't have you know high attributes. Every, <laughs> everybody, go pick the University of North Dakota Fighting Hawks. Yes. I'll adjust your to your play against Notre Dame. You, 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 yeah. You and Randolph. I'll make you guys all 99. Give me a 99 overall rating. Yeah. Tell me, tell me the first thing you're gonna do is go to yourself and just up all your. Yeah. And I gotta get myself decked out in some gear too. I'm sure I'll I'll just have you know gloves on. You know the generic cleats. If I if they don't give me a speed flex, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going I'm to be upset. <laughs> Let me just tell you that. But, uh-huh. uh, All right, Scott. Uh, so I'm going to go with the man who started at Michigan with the number one jersey, uh, Anthony Carter, mm. one of the best wide receivers ever from Michigan. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're not trying to win this draft. Man. All right. Um, I'm taking uh, – this guy was, when I was young and playing – football in the Park of the Pines in Lankford, South Dakota. This was who I was. Um, Virginia Tech, Michael Vick. Mm, good oh, yeah. 99, 2000. Yeah. Then go, go home, play him on some college football video, just run all over the place. He's the first 99 on speed on Madden. He's yep. so overpowered. In Michael Vick. Even today. Yeah, he's, he is insane. Yep. Madden Ultimate Team. Man. Yep. Go crazy on And him. then uh, <laughs> my fourth pick uh one of my favorite running backs of all time, Oklahoma, 4,000 4, rushing yards, 41 TDs, Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just AD. a beast. and AP, man. Running over people. That man. 2008, that is that <laughs> year. Real deal. Oh, he should have had 1,000. Yeah. My, is this my fourth pick? Right? Count, count, count your yes, Michigan, guys. Know. How many okay. this, is your, so, yeah. this would be your fourth. Yeah. fourth. Okay, so one of my uh, favorite names ever to say from the University of Michigan, weird how that's happening, but Tim Bianca Matuka. Mm. Oh. Great running back yep. and a great name, too. Speaking of Michigan, guys, um, who was that quarterback that played for you guys? Denard Called Robinson. It, yep, shoelaces. I just know yes. it. <laughs> I knew it right away. It's so <laughs> crazy. Yep. Never tied his shoes. I know. His feet were like... You know, just oh, he's a beast. I'm, that's not my pick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear, that's not my pick. But I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. For my fourth pick, gotta go with prime time, baby. Deion Sanders, yep. FSU. Yeah, that's yeah. Greatest can't go wrong with Deion Sanders. Ah, probably the goat of the number twenty-one. My pick, I'd say, arguably the most, the the best athlete play football I'd say Bo Jackson that that would be my fourth pick out of Auburn and then my fifth pick I'm stuck between two but Herschel Walker (sighs) Georgia you went old school on those two I know okay Mm -hmm. yeah all right for my last pick played at Florida my you know I'm a gator for (laughs) for, for a while for a long time then decides to you know up and leave because you know, Michigan owns Florida, basically. Uh, no, yeah, I don't need you know. <laughs> we, we are the swamp. Um, but then decides to leave, make a transfer to Auburn. Ooh. I know where you're going I know with where this. You're going too. My boy, you know, he's been struggling lately. Big time. <laughs> but, you know, he, he'll, he'll come back. He'll come back. Cam Newton. Okay. Patriots didn't work out so well. Yeah, I, I thought that was going to be a lot different. I think he needs to cut the weird, like, yeah. dread. He needs to go back to the, buzz cam. Yeah. yeah, or the afro cam. Mm. Like, when he first got into the league, he had a nice little afro. Ooh. He just doesn't look healthy. Like, his his, his throwing, his, yeah. his arm, his doesn't He just look looks right. like, you know, like all the cartilage in his joints are gone. Just looks uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, my last pick is, uh, I feel like, very fitting for what just happened on Sunday, but Tom Brady. Go. Yeah. Tom Brady. Uh, if, if, yeah, I was I, yeah, I have nothing to say with that one. That's that's the only legit pick you've had. So <laughs> I'd be a Tom Brady all day long. All right, I'm rounding the draft out. Uh, kind of a, a sleeper. You guys wouldn't think of him, but this is the guy that I used to. So along with Reggie, along with Tim Tebow, um, all my quality picks that I've had. This guy used to be the one I always got hyped up with before football games. Watching videos of Sean Taylor at Sean Miami. Taylor. Yeah. Oh. Those hits. He's uh, still, yeah. He is. He's oh. a beast on Madden today, too. Yeah. Yep. That, oh, my God. Sorry to go Miami to your Florida. I know that, you know, <laughs> going, right. but uh, Sean Taylor, you can't leave him out. So. Yeah. I took one from Miami, too. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. Definitely. I shouldn't feel bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, no thanks <laughs> so much for coming in and, and sharing some memories, sharing some times. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I think about Washington people, you two are two people that stand out in. Uh, that you make people feel so welcome and belong here. And when I see you guys, you always have a smile on your face and you're always talking to people. I go to find where Fetty is this morning while we're waiting with Chris and you're talking to some teacher you saw down there and it's like it's like Christmas when you run into people. So yeah. um, it's great to see some smiles here early in the morning, but thanks so much for taking the time to come in here with us. Thanks for Absolutely. having us. I promised my mom I'd uh, speak some Spanish on here, so gracias por tenerme. Y quiero volver cuando quieres tenerme. Okay, what did you say? I said, thanks for having me, and uh, I'd love to be back if you'd have me. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you.